Welcome to the Live Well Tampa podcast, where we connect you with the best health minds in Tampa to help you feel well, eat well, and live well on your journey to living a healthier life. Now, before we begin this episode, we would like to invite you to join the Live Well Tampa Community Facebook group, connecting you with others like yourself who are searching for ways to not only get healthier, but stay healthy for life through the guidance of Tampa's top healthcare professionals, including physical therapists, physicians, trainers, massage therapists, and more. We would also like to invite you to reach out to us at renewalrehabpt at gmail.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to another episode of the Live Well Tampa podcast. And today we have Dr. Flip on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. So first, tell the people, like, what do you do? Who is Dr. Flip? So I'm an orthopedist and I'm super duper sub sub specialized in doing hip and knee replacements as well as redo knee replacements. So there are some folks who've had something done and things haven't gone so well. And I actually am willing to take those folks on and try to help them. Our sort of biggest thing that we're famous for has, has been developing a, a really amazing rapid mobilization protocol that gets people out of the surgical center after a joint replacement in three, four, five hours. So literally can come in, get ready for surgery, have surgery, do physical therapy and go home in six hours total, very comfortably uh, with minimal pain. Uh, and our, our protocol works so well. It's, it's a, a new thing here uh, in the Tampa Bay area. And I will tell you that it's not new across the country. Um, sometimes Florida is a little bit behind with things. My <laughs> physician assistant started doing this in 2010 up in uh, Hackensack, New Jersey. So it isn't brand new, but uh, it's, it's super new here. Um, we've been doing it together since 2013. And it really worked hard to get the protocol down so that it, it really just makes life great for patients. And they, um, they just, just get better faster and their complications are less and they're happier. So everybody, everybody wins. We'll say I have one of your patients right now and she's doing fantastic. She had no therapy the first time around. And now she's like, oh my gosh, this is so different. I'm doing so much better. I'm so much farther ahead than where I was the last time. So it's funny. She went from literally one extreme to the other. She's done great. You know, she, um, despite being really, really anxious, which is always one of those things that we fight before surgery anxiety is is something that's a very powerful force and when you decrease the anxiety by providing education for the patient they just do so much better and a lot of that's just showing the patient that you care that you're gonna be by their side that you're gonna help through it and that if if the road gets rocky they can kind of count on you and unfortunately that's not always the case so um that's kind of also how we're different is i was raised by a nurse and so for me, connecting with the patient is so incredibly important and educating them about what could happen makes them just chill because they know what to expect. Definitely agree with that. Even in the therapy realm, it's the same. I have so many patients that come in from, you know, various doctors and they're like, I get five minutes with them. I don't, they said it's this, this, and that, but I don't understand it. And I feel like they've got a couple minutes, they're in and out and they're like, I don't really get it. Can you explain it to me? And or can you go over this imaging with me? They gave me this disc, but I don't know what it means. Or, you know, what's this? What do I expect going into whatever? And just taking the time and making sure they understand what's going on, how we're going to fix it, and what we're doing going forward. It makes a big difference for them in here. And I'm not even cutting them. <laughs> so <laughs> I can imagine it's even more so when you're the surgeon. So. Yeah, yes, it is very different. 
Yeah. What got you into being an orthopedist in the first place? Like, yeah, what got you interested in it? Uh, that's a great, that's a great story. Uh, I'll try to make it quick. So both my parents are from a little town um, in Vermont called Rutland. So I grew up, the first part of my life, I grew up in the Northeast. Um, I learned how to ski at a really young age. And I was skiing with a first cousin who's kind of like an uncle because I have this giant Italian family. So I have a first cousin who's actually, you know, 25 years older than me. Anyway, so Billy and I are skiing and this dude runs into me and I break my leg. Um, broke my fibula and you know, I get carted down the mountain in the, in the in toboggan and basically the dude who took care of me was just really cool. He just sat down. And he's like, here's how your body's going to heal. Here's how the bones heal. We're going like, to make sure it's lined up good and we're going to put you in a cast and then, you know, in X weeks, you're going to be fine. And I was just kind of like, ah, that's really cool. Like, I want to be like you. And, um, and so that kind of stuck. And then, and then sort of how I got into joints is honestly, it's changing lives. It's giving people freedom back. That's, you know, slowly been stroked away from them because of their arthritis. And I mean, there's nothing better than the hug you get at six weeks from people who, you know, now that COVID's kind of under control, I get my hugs back again. Um, the people that are so moved by being able to live their lives again, it's, you know, it's kind of huge. It's kind of huge. You are very much understating what you do. <laughs> it is amazing. And so you were actually from up north. So what actually brought you to Tampa then? So I'm early 50s. And in the later 70s, um, there was an incredible snowstorm that struck the tri-state area. My parents at the time were living in northern New Jersey. And my dad came home and was like, that's it. I'm done. We're moving to Florida. And so he was an educator in higher education, sort of the administration. So he was vice president and president at different colleges. And he took a, essentially a vice presidency spot over at Eckerd. And so I grew up in South St. Pete, you know, rode my bike to Bay Point Middle School. And uh, I ended up going to Canterbury High School. And, um, you know, I always say the place where you learned how to drive is kind of where you're kind of from. Um, so these are kind of where my roots are. <clears throat> and I practiced in North Carolina for a long time. And uh, was in a, a, initially a small group that then exploded into this giant group. And the giant group kind of lost sight of kind of everything I've just been talking about, which is the importance of connecting with the patient and stuff. And they're, they're great docs, they're a great group, um, but they've gotten kind of corporate. And there's a really big group in the Tampa Bay area that's a lot like that. And so being an alternative to that type of care and it being special is a big part of what we're all about as far as you know, you're not waiting four months to see a PA that you spend five minutes with. You're typically going to see me or my PA, but you're going to see us for 30, 45 minutes, whatever, whatever's necessary. And you're going to get the care you need. Taking the time to spend with patients and make sure that they're comfortable is so, so, so important. And that's like probably one of the things I hear patients complain, I guess, not really, I don't know if that's the best word for it, but they're upset. They're, they're, they're not getting the time with yeah. a lot of physicians when they go to see them. And it's just like, they feel rushed. Like they don't get the time. They it's like in and out five minutes and then, all right, see you later. So that's really nice that you get to do that. And I'll say like from my yeah. end of things, I was being very picky where I wanted to work after graduating, getting certified. I didn't want to be in one of those clinics yes. where it's like <laughs> you've got all these patients at once. Like I really like trying 
taking the time to go through things with patients, make sure they understand and that they're progressing because it's the same thing here, you know, little different worlds, but that personal touch makes a really big difference. A little chit chatty with my patients when they're in here, but you know, it'd be, they're comfortable. They're going to tell me what's going on and I can fix it. If they're not, then they're going to be like, yeah, I'm fine. I feel great. And then there might be something that they don't tell me. So it's worth it. It works out. Get to the root of things a little bit more. I'm sure you find the same thing when they come in. So they're a little more open with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you do a lot. So how, and we already talked about how you help people live well, but this is a big part of the podcast is like live well, Tampa. So how do you help people live well? If you had to like, just put it into a couple of sentences. Uh, as, as far as what freedoms we give them back or. Yeah. any like whatever you hear from patients, like how you're really making an impact on them uh, or then the replacement, the joint replacement is amazing. But it's like, what does that bring? Uh, yeah, it's everything from functional improvement to pain relief. And um, if, if you, you're, you're pretty young, if you haven't had pain that doesn't really go away, that lingers day after day after day, because I've had that off and on for different ailments, um, it's draining. It is, um, it affects literally every aspect of your life. It's activities, it's, it's how you sleep. It's how you interact with somebody you love. It's how your work goes. It's, it's all kinds of things. It's, it's absolutely essential to getting life right. So the functional side of correcting a patient's ailment to allow them to do yoga or, you know, um, actually, you know, typically walk, but also we have some patients that are hips that actually run again, because the durability there is, is just much better. Again, it changes almost every aspect of what their day is like. So it is, it's their life that changes. And that's where Maddie, our physician assistant, you know, I, I used to kind of sometimes downplay what we do because there's so many doctors out there that are like, you know, they're truly saving lives like in the OR and stuff like that, where we're making lives so much better through an elective procedure that functionally makes them be able to do stuff and makes them hurt less. But in a way, as she says, that kind of saves a life. It just does it in a different way. And you'll occasionally really see that. We have a patient right now who, who has a bad back, but had two bad hips and was riddled with anxiety. When he was in here yesterday, ready for a second hip. And it's, it's truly like he's a different human. He has had a, a personality transplant and he, he won't stop talking. He's super happy. He moves around really quickly with his one hip and he needs a second hip done. And he's so optimistic now compared to what he was literally eight weeks ago before we did his first hip where he was introverted, quiet. His wife would mostly talk, talk for him. And now he's amazing. So it's crazy to see. You definitely see it a lot. I feel like joint replacements, it's very noticeable, especially for the patients who have been in pain for years and they finally get it done. And they're like, why did I wait so long? Like yeah. I've been dealing with this for <laughs> so long. It's like affected every aspect of life and they get it done. And, you know, obviously the PT is hard and there's a lot of rehab afterwards, but I've never met anybody who regrets it. They're always like, it was worth everything. And, you know, I wouldn't change anything. And even little things that they, like most people take for granted that you don't think about, for such a long time was so painful that 
they were modifying their whole life around it, trying to avoid those certain activities that most people wouldn't even think about. Just like, oh yeah, I have to bring some groceries upstairs or I have to, you know, get up and down from this chair. Little simple things like that, but your hips bad, your knees bad. It, you can see it in their face and their whole personality changes once they start feeling better. It's just, it's amazing to watch. That's one of the things I love about this and you get to see it too. That's a very rewarding part of the job. So I will say that the few people that I see that have regretted it frequently have something that's not right. So either parts are loose or ligaments aren't balanced or the length isn't correct on something. So there, the message there for folks listening is, is if you've had something done and it, it isn't quite right, or you're really hurting, then a second opinion is always a good idea. I also always say, and this is more so with knees and hips, I always say, you know, the knee we put in isn't God's knee. It can't do what the original equipment can do. Um, hips, hips are pretty doggone close now um, because their um, parts are better and our techniques are better. Uh, but knees tend to hurt a little bit. Knees tend to be problematic. But if they're really problematic, then that deserves another look to see if there's something that isn't quite right. You answered my last question. My last question was any piece of advice for people out there dealing with a nagging pain? And you kind of touched on it. Do you have other advice for that? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you deserve, you, know, you deserve to know what the options are for real. You don't deserve to be told what to do. You deserve to know what your options are. And so many people will go to a surgeon and they'll be told they need something. It's actually their choice as to whether they actually need something or not, surgery-wise, as to whether or not they've tried X, Y, or Z before getting to surgery. That's probably the biggest thing that I've seen. I see the number of patients I've seen that not only have shown up in a doctor's office, been told they need a surgery, then told to go speak to the scheduler, who at that moment, when the doctor leaves, has never been examined it's kind of staggering. Um, so I, I guess what I'll say is, is people deserve attention. They deserve to know what their options are. They deserve to be heard and they deserve to be educated about what to expect with a surgery when the surgery comes. So that again, everything about the surgery is less anxiety provoking because they understand what to expect. You know, you tell them you're going to bruise and the bruise might not show up for three, four, five days. So you literally could have surgery on a Wednesday and wake up on a Sunday and all of a sudden your entire leg is purple and that's normal. So knowing ahead of time that that's normal means you're not going to freak out, you know, and you're just empowered with more information. So I encourage people to sit down with your doc and if you're not happy, find another one. Call <laughs> us. That's a good one. Because you deserve that. It's a big operation. It's a big part of your life. You need to feel comfortable with whoever you're dealing with. And if you're not, find somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, like you. <laughs> How do people know if they even need a knee replacement? How do they know if they need a knee or a hip replacement? Like, what are the, some of the signs? So the the non-medical stuff, um, the, the quality of life stuff, mm -hmm. um, the end of the road for a knee or, or a hip is pain at night and pain at rest. So if you hurt and you're not moving, again, think about what that does to the psychology of the patient. It's like, I'm lying here, it's four in the morning. I haven't gotten up, I haven't walked, I haven't moved, and I can't sleep because my knee hurts. And that's the end of the road. You know, prior to that, it's simple. If, say, you don't have night pain, you don't have rest pain, but if you have pain with simple activities of daily living, getting off a toilet, 
getting out of a chair, getting out of a car, going up and down even a couple of stairs. Um, and those things, those things are all super relevant to a normal, regular, everyday existence. So when that stuff is happening, and that means you're probably looking at some major advanced case of arthritis. The majority of people who have that many symptoms are going to have at least what we call grade three out of four arthritis on an x-ray, which means almost bone on bone because grade four is bone on bone. And so that really is, is kind of um, what surgically we're looking for. Patients who've tried steroid shots, tried a bunch of medicines, tried physical therapy, they've tried a brace, none of that's really helped them. Those folks are probably in line for a knee, knee replacement as well because they've tried all the conservative stuff that we're going to suggest they do before they have the surgery. Mm -hmm. And what do you tell people who are like, wait, isn't this a normal part of aging? Like their knees hurting and their hips hurting. Um, this could so be a whole episode. <laughs> a, a, lot, I mean, a lot of times it actually is. Um, a lot of that depends on age. The, the current frequency of knee replacements in the country is, is about a million a year. And that in the last three years, that's gone up from about 800,000. By 2030, that number is going to be 3.2 to 3.4 million knee replacements per year. So it's going to do more than triple in the next eight years. Um, so it is a sort of a part of the normal aging process, especially if you're talking about folks that are in their later 70s or early 80s. You're talking about 50s and 60s. It usually suggests that there's either a familial tendency towards poor collagen or poor cartilage, potentially previous injury, such as an ACL tear at a young age that may have gotten fixed back in the 80s when we weren't quite as good at fixing ACLs as we are today. Um, it also could be weight. You know, patients that are overweight clearly put more force across their joint. And if they're active and they're overweight, that's not good. You know, we obviously want everybody to be active, but that combination uh, can, can end up bringing folks in earlier than they should. So is it, is it normal? Uh, I think it's normal for a lot of folks, especially the people that are working it hard and doing crazy stuff, running, living their lives. But, you know, you don't want to like leave any tread on the tire before you leave this world, you know? You of wanna course. As much as you can, so you have fun, so. I don't know, you probably see it too. I have a lot of patients who, they don't really, they know they have arthritis and they always equate that with pain. I try to tell them, it's like, arthritis is normal. It's like, like the engine, you have to get a tune up sometimes and there's going to be some wear and tear over time, but it doesn't always equate to pain. And when it does, that's when you need to start looking at other options. And they, they'll probably look at me like I'm crazy when they first started <laughs> in here and you're like, okay. But then, you know, sometimes working on strength and working on flexibility, it can help, but I've had patients I have to refer back and like, look, this isn't helping you. It's time to take the next step because when doing, you know, the conservative therapy isn't helping anymore, mm -hmm. then the arthritis is usually a little more progressive than what PT or injections or anything else can fix. Then it's time to go see, you know, somebody with some different sets of tools. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then we send them over to you. So we love that we have this relationship and that you came in here to do a whole like joint replacement thing. And I think it was so cool for patients. They love to hear that. They answer all their questions. So you guys stay tuned in. Uh, we know we're rehabbing Dr. Flips, maybe in the future doing something else. But um, last, last final question, and then we can go for today. What's your favorite thing to do or place to eat in the area? Oh, wow. <laughs> I know there's a lot. 
I mean, Tampa is beautiful. So a place to eat. You guys know Renzo's? Where is it? Is it in Tampa? There's, there's two locations in Tampa. It is a, it's an Argentinian steakhouse. Oh. And so it's not like the Brazilian steakhouse where it's like meat on a stick and people pushing stuff at you. You pick what you want. It's, it's a clearly a, a family originated business with two locations. There's one in sort of Northern Carrollwood and there's one on Kennedy and uh, been to both places and they're both delicious. And it's just like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a red meat guy. So it's yummy uh, <laughs> thing to do. When I grew up, I, I worked out on the beach in, in Pinellas County. I worked at, uh, at a parasail company. It's probably one of the best jobs I've ever had. It was a lot of fun. Um, great summer job. Great summer Ooh, job. Working parasailing. I like that. That sounds so much fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, from an activity, uh, you know, I've, with COVID kind of messing things up, haven't been able to do triathlons, but um, like to do triathlons. Mm -hmm. and hoping to hopefully get back into that as the weather cools down this fall mm -hmm. so, which ones are you doing which so distances looking here so i moved here two years ago um which was at the beginning of the season in north carolina and the end of the season here and then with COVID, everything kind of got shut down favorite distance would be an olympic distance but have done all the distances i've only done one full that's crazy <laughs> would you ever do it again yeah. For the people I, who don't. I have to because I have someone who's going to make me do it again. <laughs> <laughs> for the people who don't know what that is, can you explain what an Ironman is for them? So it's it's a day where you exercise all day. Um, <laughs> uh, 2.4 mile swim. Then you get out of the water, rinse off and hop on a bike and you ride 112 miles. And then you get off your bike and change into some running shorts and you go run a marathon. So it's kind of nuts. You have 17 and a half hours to complete the race. And, and I was blessed to do mine in under 11 hours. So so are you going to compete in Kona? Sorry, I love Ironman too. I haven't yeah. done a full yet, but I'm thinking about it. No, I don't think I'll ever be good enough to do Kona. I'm, I'm, a, I'm built like a biker. Um, I swim merely to survive. <laughs> and, um, and running is not my strong point, but... Um, you know, it's it's more it's more about the training to stay fit and the mental health of having your brain free and exercising so oh yeah i love it that's so cool maybe we'll race in the same thing one day but um it was so good to talk with you dr flip and we so enjoyed having you on this episode if people want to reach out and have any more questions where should they reach you uh so our office is uh at rocky point our um sort of centrally located for folks on, on both sides of the, of the bay. Erico is 813-281-0567. Um, Kim is our office manager and everything. She is amazing and she almost always answers the phone. If not, it'd be Maddie, who is the physician assistant. Heck, sometimes I answer the phone. Um, it's just the three of us right now because of COVID, but we're looking at potentially add a, a few folks. And uh, again, we, we take the majority, if not all, insurances, just about everything. So looking forward awesome. to helping anybody who needs it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. We'll stay in touch and maybe do a part two episode in the future. This is so good. Cool. Sounds great. Awesome. Bye, Dr. Flip. It was so good to Bye. talk to you.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Live Well Tampa podcast. We truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show. This episode was sponsored by Renewal Rehab, where we help people who are dealing with a nagging injury get back to doing the things that they love pain-free. We are located in Hyde Park, Largo, Wesley Chapel, and several more locations to come. If you enjoyed this episode and you believe it would benefit a friend or family member, please be sure to share it with them. If you haven't already, be sure to join our Facebook group, the Live Well Tampa Community, and follow us on Instagram at Renewal Rehab. If you'd like to connect further, please email us at renewalrehabpt at gmail.com. Feel well, eat well, live well.